Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Come on, side, 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 What's up, everybody? This is Ed Lover, and welcome to Come On, Son, the podcast. Live Canvas Studios right here in beautiful Georgia is where we're broadcasting from. You can also catch this podcast on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Just look for Come On, Son, the podcast. I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about today um, during this podcast. A lot of good stuff. Like, I just wanted to kick it, talk about old times and a lot of stories because Jay Diesel is joining me today. Uh, Drew ain't here. Um, But something just happened, and I just got it on my phone, and it is just a must that we spend time talking about this. Um, They have actually released released to the general public that nobody is going to be charged in the death of Breonna Taylor. Stop it. Yeah. Nobody. Not not one of them cops. Now, one cop is getting charged, but he's getting charged with firing into Breonna Taylor's neighbor's apartment. Nobody was actually charged with killing her. Wow. Yeah. A Kentucky grand jury announced on Wednesday today that one of the three police officers involved in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor will be charged not in connection with her death, but for shooting into a neighboring apartment. Louisville police officer Brent Hankinson, 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 I'm sorry, I'm saying, I'm like trying to phonetically say this Hankinson. Yeah. All right, Brett Hankinson was charged with three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree for firing his weapon through Taylor's apartment and into the neighboring apartment. That's wanton endangerment. Inside that apartment was a pregnant woman, a man, and a child who were not injured. Circuit Judge, Circuit Judge Ann O'Connell set Hankinson's bond for $15,000. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron confirmed that the grand jury decided no officer would be charged for Taylor's death. He announced that the state investigation found the two officers who shot her, John Mattingly and Miles Cosgrove, were justified in their actions because they were fired upon first by Taylor's boyfriend. According to Kentucky law, the use of force by Mattingly and Cosgrove was justified to protect themselves, said Cameron. This justification bars us from pursuing criminal charges in Ms. Breonna Taylor's death. The decision is likely to outrage protesters who's called for the three officers involved, you know, since day one to be arrested. Uh, But Cameron called for protesters to demonstrate peacefully and avoid violence. Of course he did. This is the same guy who was up there at Donald Trump's RNC. Yeah, Yeah, he made an appearance. Yeah, this is the attorney general. Right. There is no doubt that this gut-wrenching emotional case and the pain that many people are feeling are understandable, said Cameron. Under Kentucky law, Cameron could not press charges in the case, but could only present to a grand jury for his decision. This is the second time this has happened. When they killed Eric Gardner in New York, the attorney general of that part of New York could only present what he found to a grand jury, and the grand jury decided not to indict the cops for killing Eric Gardner. Had it happened again, I don't know if you remember, Jay, when they killed Sean Bell in Queens, 50 shots rang off, and none of those cops got indicted for it. 
Nobody did anything for it. That's great. I understand that Ms. Breonna Taylor's death has come as a part of an, uh, has become a part of a national story and conversation, said Cameron, but we must also remember the facts and the collection of evidence in this case are different than cases elsewhere in the country. Attorneys for Taylor's family posted about their frustration and disappointment at the grand jury's decision, which we all knew was going to happen anyway because it was taking so long. Correct. Dude was out stumping for Trump, one of the most, if not the most divisive president we've ever had since probably Andrew jo Johnson, but we had no rights right. during yeah, Andrew yeah. Johnson's administration, right? Correct. Stumping for Trump, and then all of a sudden, the governor of the state of Kentucky said, hey, man, it's been 60-something days. What are you waiting for to come to a decision? He presents it to a grand jury. We don't know the makeup of that grand jury. And they decide not to indict any of the officers, okay? Nobody. That's it. I mean, her family got the $12 million settlement for the, from the city, but none of those officers are going to stand trial for the death of Breonna Taylor. Now, here's the capper. Her attorney, Sam Aguilar, said the white neighbors got more justice than Taylor's family. Right. Way to really rub it in. Three counts for the shots into the apartment of the white neighbors, but no count for the shots into the apartment of the black neighbors upstairs above Brianna, who also caught some of them bullets. Of course not. Right? Let alone everything else you got wrong. He said, I'm so sorry, Brianna and Tamika and Janiya and Kenny and Bianca and Tasha and everyone. This isn't right, and I should have done more. So, of course, they closed down downtown Louisville and, and, oh, and oh, everything cool. else. You know, of course, the governor has the National Guards on ready in case yeah. things get out of hand. But this is another slap in the face. And this is why, Jay, I get so upset when I hear people like the guy who owns, I can't remember the name of the cheese company that Costco just pulled off the shelves. Um, he said that the Black Lives Matter movement, we are a bunch of anti-American thugs and, and everything else. This is why we get so upset, because when something happens to us, that is absolutely not correct. A no-knock warrant, you broke into somebody's house. Yeah. So if you run up in my house and I don't know who you are and I have a legal firearm. I'm going to shoot you. No question. It's no question. So if you shoot back and kill my wife, you're justified because I shot at you when you didn't announce yourself coming to my house? Correct. That's exactly what the state of Kentucky just said, Jay. But you know, we've always had dumb laws like that. You remember back in the day when the guy got injured for breaking into somebody's house and he was able to sue them because he got injured breaking into their house? What kind of senseless crap is, is that? Turn, turn your mic straight because I don't think this is multi-directional. I think you got to talk right into that microphone. Like, okay. Yeah, now you sound better. All right. Yeah, what kind of foolishness? But yeah, that makes no sense. Is that? Absolutely but no sense. But it's just you got house. the wanton endangerment for the white neighbor's house. For the neighbors next door. <laughs> what a way to rub this shit in our faces! But this is exactly what you and I and Drew and everyone else that sits on this podcast yeah. and Angel. This is what we've been talking about. We've been talking about. This yeah. is what we're in the streets for. The differences in the way we are treated. The differences in the way the law works. I don't even think that white family even said any fucking thing. Nothing. And just to kind of throw one cop under the bus to pacify us, oh, we're going to indict him for wanton endangerment because some of his bullets flew 
So that's in that's, today's house. But there was a family upstairs of black people that caught that bullets, caught bullets too, and nothing happened. nothing happened. That's supposed to be an insult to us. Apparently, we're, t- we're, we're stupid enough to be able to sit back and just say, oh, okay, well, he's getting charged with something. So that's good enough, that's for, good us. enough for us. No. No, no, it's it, not. it can never, it can never, ever, ever, Jay, be good enough for us. I don't know what else we need to do. I mean, I, I know what we need to do. <laughs> but, but if we do it, then... A lot of us are going to die. A lot of us are going to die. But that might be the only way. I'm just being honest with you. Right. That's, because that's we've tried everything else. We've tried praying. We pray. Y'all don't like we pray. We sit down. Y'all didn't like when we sat down. We, we kneeled. Y'all didn't like when we, when we knelt. Now we standing up and talking. Y'all don't want us to do that either. So what's left? Fight. Right. The only thing that's left. The only thing left is fight. That's the only thing left. And that's why people are out there and they're outraged and they're angry and they're mad. Because this just reminds me once again, Eric Gardner, Philando Castile, Tamir Rice. It, it, all the way back to Sean Bell. Yep. Every time one of us get killed by the police, the police have straight immunity. They have straight rights. They got any right they want to to kill us, and we can't get any justice out of it. It does not make sense. Any white person that's a fan of mine, and you are a clear-thinking person, in that case, to protect your woman... You would have did the right thing if somebody was kicked the door to your house open unannounced and you have a legal firearm. Yes. You're not going to ask who's that. You're not. And the person that they were looking for was not in there. There was no reason in the first place to kick down Breonna Taylor's door because she had an association with a known drug dealer. You had no proof of anything that was going on in her house. Uh, that's, if that's the case, all of our houses be kicked in because pretty much all of us have an association with a drug dealer of some right. sort. At least one, two degrees of separation. Absolutely. I, know I do. Absolutely. I know many drug dealers, but the cops in New York City don't come to my house without announcing themselves exactly. or without a, a, a search warrant saying, hey, Look they bust her door in, bruh. She was in the bed. She was already on the ground when she got hit. She was already off the bed and on the ground. When she got hit multiple times, and you mean to tell me that you're going to find a way in the state of Kentucky that this is justified? But the charges go against them for wanton endangerment of a white family, but not the black family upstairs. Bullets went upstairs and bullets went through her apartment into the white neighborhood's apartment, but because the white lady is pregnant and got a, and a husband and a child, he gets the charges with a $15,000 bail, which is another slap in the face to that family. This is nothing. For wanton endangerment, probably police union probably going to bail him out. Definitely. Right? He, but thank God that the, the out Cameron's without, this is now out of his jurisdiction because the Kentucky Police Department is doing an internal investigation and probably all three of those officers will get fired. I hope so. They're not going to see no jail time, which is what we really want, but at least their asses won't be on the force no more. Can I just say something real quick? You know, I feel like, you know me, me and you talk a lot. I always feel like with stuff like this, you always have to go to the root cause, the root of this. And I really feel like the root of this is the damn 13th Amendment. Mm. I really feel like that. 
For people who don't know the 13th Amendment, please explain. So according to the 13th Amendment, black people, just in general, are not considered 100% human. Right. Only three-fifths of a man. So if I don't consider you a whole person, if I consider you an animal, cattle, whatever, whatever I consider you, whatever they consider us as, if that's in the documentation, that's a legal and binding paperwork that they have never changed. Mm. It's a business contract. So if you have a contract mm-hmm. that you and I both sign, right? The forefathers that, that they love so much correct. in this country. Right. Correct. And if that language in that contract has never changed, it's still legally binding. Right. Which, fast forward to, to the 90s, which is why it was incentivized to put our people in jail. Right. Because you lose your freedoms, quote unquote, once you go to prison. And slavery again. And now we're back in slavery again. Absolutely. And that's exactly so that's where, where it happens. starts, bro. And, and, and let me build upon what you just said, Jay. There was a recent podcast done by Crazy Bone. And y'all might think that I'm crazy to tell y'all to go check out somebody else's podcast. But I think it's important because I can only summarize what he says. In the 90s, there was a conscientious effort. There was a meeting that was held by the major players in the music industry. They were all brought into a house in Hollywood, and they were told to sign an NDA where they couldn't disclose what was going to happen in this meeting. And there were big wigs from every major label there, along with State Department officials. And they were told that they are going to now stop promoting any positive rap music and only promote gangster rap, misogynistic lyrics, and music of that nature because they have now invested in private institutions. There you go. And they got incentives from the government of the more people you lock up, the more beds you can fill, the more money you get from the government. So they were told to keep promoting gangster rap music and music that are harmful to the black community and keep making these dudes rich so that they can get more people to follow this trend of making this music because music is so influential with people. You know when you're in love, ladies and gentlemen, or you really like somebody, if there's a song that was playing when you met that person, that's your song. You're going to remember it. You know, yep. if you're heartbroken and you put on the end of the road by Boys to Men, <laughs> you will sit yeah. there and cry your eyes out yeah. and you better not be you better not be driving. Yeah. If you walked into an apartment and like I did when I was a young man and my woman was in the bed with another dude naked when I walked into her apartment, she gave me the key. Yep. Okay. If I would have got out, I cried my eyes out all the way back to my mother's house in Queens. What was playing? It, I don't remember the song, but it was Boys the Men, End of the Road wasn't out yet, right? Yeah. But if that song had been on, I would have probably drove the car off the George Washington Bridge yeah, and killed that's, myself. Yeah. That's how bad I felt, but that's how much influence music has on you. Yeah. It can make you happy. Yeah. It can make you jump up and dance. Have you ever been in a room full of women and a song come on and the woman go, that's my song. Every time. That's my jam. And they get up. It's the same way of, uh, uh, of putting on Uncle Lou. Don't stop. Drop that. Let me, let me see. 
every woman, whether she has a master's degree in physics, will right. drop it like it's hot. Yep. Because the music makes you feel a certain way. So rap music is the same thing. I used to always say about Shook Ones by uh, Mob Deep. Mm -hmm. You put that record on and you drunk and you see somebody you had beef with in the second grade, you're going to go over there and start fighting. Yeah, you are. It's mu this music influences the youth and especially when you're young and you're not mature and you're trying to emulate the people that you love. Yeah. You're trying to emulate the artists that you love. People so the artist is like, hey, I'm high as a kite on a flight. And you're like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Hey, when Snoop, let me tell you something, man. I used to be a brand ambassador for Martel Cognac. Okay. Thank you to my man, Sincere Thompson, lifelong friend, brought me in. Met Laurent Martel, part of the Martel family. Quick story is, to battle Hennessy's market share, uh, since he and I was trying to market Martel as Cristal. So if you're drinking Martel, you're drinking a better cognac. Yeah. You're more, you know, you, you the Nas Jay-Z dudes, the biggie with the Versace. Right. We drink Martel. You hood niggas. Y'all drink Henny. Y'all drink Henny because that's rot. <laughs> in other words, that's rot gut. Right. Cognac. So we wanted to spray fuck Hennessy and stencils all over the country and outside in other cities just to build that Martel brand recognition up. Yeah. When I went to Paris, they showed me on a pinpoint presentation hip hop and the sales of Hennessy. Oh, yeah. Just from the mere mention of Tupac, other guys, Biggie, yeah. Snoop, all of these dudes, man, just saying Hennessy. The, um, I can't remember when Petey Pablo said something about a gin once, Seagram's gin Seagram's one time. Gin. Right, because not just because I like it. I drank and they paying me for it. Yeah, and, and Seagram's went through the roof. That's right. Every Snoop, time. gin and juice? Yep. Every time, bro. Now I got me some Seagram's gin. Everybody got a cup, but they ain't pitched yeah. in. That was free advertisement. They ain't paid Snoop a dime. I believe it. For that. Hennessy never paid until Nas later on in life. And I think it was somebody else before Nas. Hennessy never paid anybody. But every time we mentioned champagne, drinking Hennessy, what did we do? We would drink. I was drinking the shit out of Hennessy. I was too. I ain't gonna lie about it. I mean, we can't. We all did. I, the same impact that Cuba them had on St. Odds. We all started drinking St. Odds. Yeah. So that can show you that the influence of, of that these rappers have. I remember when Jay Z said. And I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30 plus. Put on a fresh pair of jeans, nigga. Button up. Killed the entire throwback industry. Yeah. With one rhyme. Jay-Z is who he is now, not because he can rhyme, but because of his influence on pop culture. Correct. Absolutely. So what do you think if we just concentrate on the savagery of the streets and make all of these dudes who are fake as fuck, most of them, yeah. talk about how what their life was? And these kids want to follow. One of the realest dudes that ever come up out of hip-hop that actually told his real story, well, mostly, we loved 50 because he was the most authentic dude. He got shot nine times. Yeah. You find out after Biggie died, Biggie, you know, everybody, Biggie wasn't no big-time drug dealer. He was just nice with the words and saw what was going on in the streets. But that's what you portrayed. Right. And people followed that. And people followed that. We found out that Rick Ross was a CO. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he told about he knew the real Noriega. 
Right? And people believed it. And people believed it. I'm Ricky Ross, the balls. I flip keys, all that Snow White. I got it like Betty White. Yeah. People was like, yeah, he do. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. And then you get caught up, and then you go to jail, and then you're in a private prison. And you're making somebody else money. And you're making somebody else money, and now you and really you are a slave slavery. again. Again, correct. This is, this is the thing that they put on us. And like you said, if you're considered not a whole person, nobody's going to respect a person that's not a whole person. Not at all. But the angry part about it, though, to your point, was we're in a, in a day and age now where everything is intertwined. The government's working with the entertainment industry, who's working with jobs, who's working with the prisons, who's working with everybody else to keep us where we are. Right. So we got to do something. Yeah. So the question is what to do. I think one of the first things we need to do is, to your point with the music, we need to take control of our music. Our music influences everything, not even just us, but other cultures. Mm -hmm. like, you know, when you travel all over the world, all over the country, there are other cultures, other people doing the things that they absorb from our music. Right. So I think the first thing we need to do is we need to change that. We need to change the lyrics, change the words into that positive message so that we can facilitate the change amongst our people. Right. And you see them. It's, it's so shooting. bad that in, in cities all over this country, and it's not just Chicago, they're killing each other about the songs that they're making about each other. Yeah. They're naming each other's names, and they're shooting and killing each other. Then they get on record and... Say, fuck that person and fuck this person, dead bitches, you know, stuff like that that they send on these records. And, yeah. and, and that's what got old boy killed in Chicago behind that song. Yeah. And it's just so spiraling out of control that they are not realizing that they are set up to fail. We never had cocaine in our communities until it was put in our communities. Facts. We couldn't go get it. We, no, we nobody a, in the no, hood going to Colombia. No, nobody in the hood. Nobody in the hood going to going no, to Afghanistan. No, was not it's, going. It's not nobody has wasn't going, access. Wasn't, to was not going to Mexico. We have access to weed. Right. We couldn't. We couldn't have gotten that unless they put it in. Unless somebody they put it in. It. Somebody let this stuff get through. Yeah. And let it get into our communities. But yeah. when the white boys start coming to get the crack from us, then it became an epidemic. Now it's let's not lock them up. Let's put them in. Rehabilitation. Rehab. They, they have right. a mental problem. Right. They have a mental problem. So why don't we have mental problems? And we suffer from PTSD every day of the week because we have no rights in this country. Correct. And that brings us right back to all of the men and women and children. In the case of some. All right. That have been either killed by some white vigilante or the police department. And nothing's being done about it. And that makes the other people of this world look at us like we're less. Yeah. All right, it, it don't matter because there's no way in God's name that had Breonna Taylor been white and those cops been black, that they, they wouldn't have gotten indicted. Same day. Same day. And it wouldn't have took this They'd long. have been arrested. They probably would have gotten killed on the way to the jailhouse. Right. Not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. What is it about the minorities in this country? And I ask this question honestly. What is it about the minorities in this country that white males hate so much? 
Yeah. What is it? What have we ever done? We didn't do anything. We were brought over here Correct. to labor to help build this uh, country. And we, why do you not want us to be a part of it? Because they honestly, they feel like they're done with us. We did our part. And this is my perspective. We did our part. We built this motherfucker, the whole thing, from the White House to the cotton industry, everything. We did it. Our ancestors did it. We still doing it. We still spend the most money. We make the least, but we spend the most money out of anybody in this country. Right. But at this point, honestly, they feel like they don't need us. That's how they feel. So why you keep fucking with us? Somebody's got to be the subservient sector. Somebody's got to do the shit that they don't want to do. Yeah. That's and, really what and, it boils and, down and, to. And, and, and yeah, it boils down to that. And it boils down to pretty much a lot of people who are being underserved in this country not having good sense. They cannot see the writing on the wall. I don't care if you wrote it for them yourselves, Jay. They can't see the writing on the wall, man. They can't see that it's not about them. Those that blindly followed it, the, the, the Candace Owens, the, the, uh, whoever, <laughs> all of them, the, the, the Daniel Camerons, all of them, you cannot see that it is not about you. It's not. It's about the white male's control of the country. Everything that's right. happening right now, I said, is anti-Obama. Yeah. Now we're not just liberals anymore. We're socialist liberals now. Right. Right? You're a conservative. That's the right way to go. Donald Trump stands for law and order. That's the easiest trick in the book. Even Clinton, who was a Democrat, ran on a law and order ticket. Yeah. Because if you can scare people, you can control them. There you go. You control them. Any, 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 any person who's ever kidnapped a woman so. off the streets, fear is what keeps them in control. It's a bigger, bigger motivator than love. And it Absolutely. And it shouldn't be that way. Should never be that it way. It shouldn't be that way. One of the other things that, that we have as a people that we need to try to, well, that our ancestors, I think, should have tried to get past. And I, this is something that stews in my brain for a minute. If I kidnap you right now and locked you in the basement, for six months, came down there periodically, beat the shit out of you, whatever the case may be. If you escaped, got free, I let you go, whatever, you would want to kill me yes. immediately. Yes. That'd be the only thought in your mind. And when I get out of here, I'm going to get him. Right. What were we thinking when we came out of slavery that we decided we wanted to be like our captors? That's something that boggles my mind forever. Right. Because I don't think we all did, but I think we, a lot of us just... There are, there is a fraction of us that did, but I think the majority of us just wanted to be left alone and to be honestly free because we did start our own industry. And every single time we start our own industry, they will come in and tear our industry up with yeah. no consequences. Yeah. Every time something would happen, you sell powder, I'll sell rock. I'm getting more time for rock than you're yeah, getting you for get power. power powder every time we got picked up for any kind of minor offense if the white boy that was with you was doing the same thing they went home spike showed you that in in um malcolm x yeah when malcolm and shorty went to prison and the time they got compared to the time the white girls got they got probation yeah they got so many years shorty passed out in the courtroom it's we just want to be equal we don't want to be you i don't care about being anybody else but myself let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this. 
do you think we should i don't know go somewhere to like montana or something like that and just buy up a whole bunch of land up there, there have been some black people in georgia that recently did that that bought like 19 it was like 19 families bought like 300 400 acres to start their own to start our own communities to start our own town yeah i really think if what you say is true and i kind of feel like would you say they done with us i kind of feel like just let us have our us own alone. america yeah leave us alone leave us alone we don't you know this shit is disheartening yeah just leave us alone but you know what they can't because they need us they, they need just, somebody to serve them food. right they, they won't. need somebody to clean they their won't. toilets if you complain about us so much and i know that there's a bunch of racist organizations out there that don't believe in race mixing they they they, they don't you know believe we don't want we don't want these black people around us we don't want the jews around us if all of us that bother y'all so much white america let us live harmoniously together i say instead of my mother-in-law and I talk about this all the time. Instead of cash reparations to us, give us the reparations in terms of teaching us all the technology that we need to know, all the stuff you've been hiding, right? Give us 25, 30 years of that, build up our own black scientists and Mexican scientists and Jewish scientists and all of that stuff, and then let's split America. You can have your side. You need a passport to come to our side. Right. And if we want to be on your side, we need a passport, passport to get to in there. Side. And yeah. all of us who don't want to live amongst us, who prefer to live with them, fine. Go your ass to their America. And we'll welcome we'll welcome anybody who won't come. And anybody us. who wants to come to our hey. America where everybody's treated fairly. Come through. We'll have our own army, our own navy, our own air force, our own marine corps, our own police department. Yeah. With extensive training where you would have to live in that neighborhood in order to police that neighborhood. And that's key. Where you can't take that's somebody key. that has not dealt with any other minority yes, ever. out of their own neighborhoods somewhere in the suburbs where yes. they live quietly and peacefully amongst their own and say, go here to people that you've been scared of your whole life. Yep. Never spoken to one. Never spoken to one. And, and don't please, folks. Don't give me that one black friend you have. Nah, because that one black friend don't come from the same area where we come from. Exactly. And that one black friend probably not really claiming you as a friend. Probably not. Probably not. It's just somebody you work with, you had dinner yeah. with a few times. Yeah, y'all had drinks. Y'all had drinks. Watched a game together. That's yeah, not your every once in a while. Yeah, that's not your friend. Yeah, it's not your Let friend. Let them watch your kids. Exactly. Let them watch your kids. They have they? Do they sleep friend. over on your house? Yeah. Do y'all go on vacation together? Y'all got. Do you invite them every time you have together? a barbecue? Like, yeah. No, you don't. So no. It's not, so it's not a friend. You no. go with them three times. It's. I saw in an interview one time, and I've never ever said this publicly before. Because I've always given this man his props for putting me on your MTV raps. Oh, it's a come on, son, exclusive. It says a come on, son, exclusive, and this hurt me to my core. And I spoke to him about it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I had to. As a man, I had to. Yeah. There was an interview that was done one time with Ted Demi after he did Who's the Man? You know, he went on to do Blow yeah. and Life. Yeah, a lot of big stuff. Yeah, with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It was, you know, um, I can't remember, Spin City. He directed a lot of episodes of Spin City with Michael J. Yeah, Fox. Michael and when J. he Fox. passed, all of these people were at his funeral. He did the um, movies with Dennis Leary and all the raft with all of these people and I remember looking at this interview and a guy asked him 
would you ever like do another who's the man that was so funny and he said i did my black movies already wow and this is a guy i grew up this with. Is, i was just gonna say like we've talked about him before yeah like that hurt me like to my you, core you to the know point him, know him. where i could have understood if you would have said you know what i did my medium to low budget films i feel like i'm moving into a different direction but when you said that it really just showed me where you are yeah like you got Hollywood quick and I remember the, another conversation and this is something that Dre if I give Dre on this podcast Dre would attest to this we were all sitting in my trailer after we wrapped Who's the Man and we were so happy this is Ted's first major film right um, that Dre and I had to fight to get him to direct in the first place because they didn't want him to direct it right and we said we're not doing it if well, he doesn't direct it because he put us on and in turn, I'm going to do something for him. And I knew that he could direct it. I knew it. Even though Adam Kimmel, the director of photography, did most of the work because Ted was a novice. And this is the truth. Right. Ted being the son, the, I mean, the nephew of Jonathan Demi, who did Silence of the Lambs and, and everything else. This is his nephew. And we're in the trailer and we're like, yo, we are, yo, this is about to be it. We're going to blow up. And we're all crying and teary-eyed because we just finished his first project. And... Uh, you know, Ted was like, man, you and Dre, y'all about to be out of here. The next Avenue Costello, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, I said, Ted, if it happens for me and Dre, it's a miracle. But you're a white boy. It's going to happen for you. Yeah. And it did. And it did. I said, it's going to happen for you because that's just what America is. If Dre and I get an opportunity to do another buddy comedy and we got two thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert when the movie came out and then fucking New Line is going to drop this movie on the same weekend of the fucking announcement on uh, my man that the cops beat the shit out of with Oh, Rodney King. Rodney King. The verdict came out the same weekend, and they didn't pull the movie back, and they dropped the movie. Right. So, of course, all of course our white fans. No, right. we were still the number one comedy in the, in the theaters no, that but weekend. Not, not nowhere but near nowhere what near what we would have gotten. If they would have said, no, we're not going to release it right now, right. let's release it later. So we all, Ed and Dre's, the turmoil is now right. about this Rodney King. To first. maximize the potential. Right. The they're, they're rioting in the streets and you're dropping our movie yeah. in, into the movie theaters? Yeah. And still didn't get the amount of theaters. That's another way they hold us back. They don't put our movies in the amount of theaters as they'll put another movie. True. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I say that to say that there's always a fight that we have to put up just to be equal. And we just want equality. I don't understand why that's so hard to grasp your hand onto and what kind of heart that you have where you don't want somebody else to be equal. I don't, I don't get that. I don't want, if, if there's a white boy that can ball, I want you to be able to play professional basketball. But if I could ball better than you, I don't want to sit down because no. there's a quota of a white boy that has to be on the team to sell tickets. Oh, yeah, I would quit. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's, and it's the same thing. Let's go right back to Breonna Taylor's death. Yeah. Are you? Do you really want me to believe? And there's a part of me that feels kind of weird talking about this and and for all transparency my white fan base has been pretty large from the day that i started and i'll be like damn am i going to turn off my white fan base but no i think 
my white fan base understands me and understands my frustration with the way we've been treated in this country as a whole. And I'm not saying this to say all of y'all are fucked up because that would be stereotypical. Yeah. That'd be like y'all saying all of us are fucked up. Yeah. We're not all fucked up and neither are all of you fucked up. But the people that are in power are fucked up. Yeah, they pretty much up. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucked up. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it was Costco pulled Palmetto cheese off the shelves and 125 of their stores. Oh, wow. Because of the comments of their CEO. It's the same way we caught Papa John calling Papa us John. niggas. Yeah. Ah, niggas going to buy the pizza anyway. So what do they do? They get together as a corporation and try to pacify us with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Got rid of Papa and brought Shaq. Brought in Shaq, gave Shaq a boatload of money. And now I'm just supposed to forget that Papa John's, it's still Papa John's. Yeah, but most, you ain't take his name off. And what, what did most of us do? Went right back to Papa John's. No, I never ate it oh, again. Oh, Shaq, I, I haven't eaten it. I haven't ate it again. You disrespected us for years. Dog, do you know since I was a kid, I'm 57 years old. Since I was a kid, I was like, who the fuck is Uncle Ben? <laughs> I asked the same question about Aunt your mama. Same thing. We used to always kid with each other. Ain't your mama on the pancake box? We right. used to always fuck right. with each other like that. Right. Never with, understanding with this, with this, the references. Right. With this uh, yeah. gone with the wind looking outfit on, this mammy looking outfit. Like the, the only thing you didn't do was stick a goddamn white kid on a titty. That's it. And it's the same thing you used to do with the cartoons. But you used to have the cartoons with the black face on them. Because I used to watch them as a kid. Right. And I remember I remember a Bugs Bunny episode where he made his lips real big. Yes, sir. And put his ears back. And he was like, man, man. Yeah. Man, man. Yeah. And I laughed at it as a kid. Never understanding what they were doing. Right. Never understanding that in order to make other white audiences laugh. You got to make fun of us. They made fun of us. The same way you can hear a comedian, black comedian right now, put on his white voice, but we don't put on white face. Right. But we'll make poke fun at white people. Oh, yeah. They, I, do, I do it all the time. That, that, com that comedian would lose, would lose his, he, he'd never. Right, if you put on white get, face. If you put on white face. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I poke fun at white people in the audience all the time. I tell all the black people in the audience, turn and say hi to the white guy. Oh, you got to. Sit next to you because he's more likely to pick up the check than anybody else in there. <laughs> and to leave a tip. <laughs> yeah, and leave a, a huge fucking tip. So you know what I mean? Hey, how yeah. are you? Oh, oh my God, uh, I got this. Jay, good. please. Good. You ever go to dinner with them? Jay. Jay, absolutely. I got it. I got this. Can't thing. let you do it. Right. I'll be Can't. remiss no. yes. if I allowed you to pay uh, for that. Completely appalled. <laughs> exactly. So they do it all the time. So my point is, I don't want you guys that are fans of Come On Son, the podcast, to be turned off by what I have to say because I have to say it. And I just want to let you know that I'm for equal rights for everybody. Yeah. So my Latino, my Latina ex community, I'm with y'all too. And, and, and white folks that are being treated bad, I'm fucking with you too. Yeah. Especially, especially poor white folks. Oh, yeah. Because y'all know Trail in America, you the same thing. Yeah, you might as well jump on with us. Might as well. Because they fuck you over to the to anything that y'all do. Yeah. Y'all get your whole old whole ass religious community. And they find some way to to you know degrade that there, shit yeah. or you know, you can't do this and your your leader is this, that, and the third. When yep. it, when you just like, I'm doing what every American is doing. You got the right to bear arms. I'm bearing arms. Oh, can't have that. They're talking about uh -huh. overthrowing the government. Nobody, 
Black Lives Matter is not talking about overthrowing the government. We're not. All we are marching for is fucking equality. For shit like this that just happened to Breonna Taylor, to, for her life to mean something more than y'all shoving 12 or $13 million at us and going, okay, that doesn't bring Breonna back. Yeah. Yeah. Her mother still has to live with that. And it wasn't necessary. Why is that necessary? Why was Philando Castile's murder necessary when he clearly said on video, Facebook Live, I'm reaching to show you show my concealed, concealed carry, carry license. Yep. Now my that makes permit. me scared. My permit, my permit. permit is coming. Yeah. That makes me scared. Yeah. You got a gun on you? Yeah, officer, I got a concealed carry permit. Right. Can't reach for it. I better not reach for it. Because he's going to ask to see it. He's definitely going to ask to see it. But I'm not reaching for it. You go in my pocket and get it. Yep. You go in my pocket and get it. Because you got me scared to death now. Yeah. Because it could mean my death. I used to be scared because I just didn't want the fucking ticket. Right. I was never scared for my life getting pulled over by the police. Never. I was not, like, oh, shit. Not till about 10 years ago. Right. I was like, oh, shit. Maybe my shit ain't right. Oh, man, yeah. if he come back. Hope and, I don't get no points. Uh, did I forget to pay? No yeah, How did much I forget? ticket going to be? <laughs> exactly. Did I forget to pay a ticket? Do I yeah. got off? Oh, he come back and say, I got a warrant. I got to go to jail. Yeah. Everybody got to bail me parking out. Parking tickets. Yeah, and do, exactly. Tickets did I pay? Yeah. That's why I, I learned the hard way to pay my tickets. Yeah. I learned that shit the hard way. Because yeah. one time that I did get locked up in New York, it was like you had uh, tickets for too much tent from like 93 that you didn't pay. And it was 98. And they put me through the system. That's crazy. When they could have gave me a desk appearance ticket. Thank God my brother was on the force that day. And when he called, he read, because um, he was a higher up than the sergeant was. Yeah. He gave this sergeant the fucking business. Like, first of all, that's my brother. Second of all, why didn't you give him the courtesy of a desk appearance ticket? You knew right. who he was. Where the fuck was he going? Right. He would have showed up to court and paid the fucking ticket. He got to spend 16 hours in the tunes for this bullshit. For this garbage. Like, y'all ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. But anybody else, different color, you got a DAT, desk appearance ticket, make sure you show up in court. For, and that was the tickets that my damn, uh, my accountant at the time was supposed to pay those tickets for me. And this bitch just never paid the tickets. Oh. And I get jammed up for it. So when, at those times, you get to the point where you like, oh, shit, did I... Oh man, did them there's no way you could have known. Yeah, that. there's no way you could. No, known. I didn't know. Yeah, you know, did those tickets get paid? Like, cause yeah. fuck, cause for us, we're more likely to go to jail, or we're more likely to get this warrant for your arrest. Step out the car. Do you have anything in the car? Yeah, bunch of bullshit. I remember I got arrested um, coming across the George Washington Bridge from New York into Jersey because he said I was speeding, which I wasn't at the time. I didn't know that there were cameras on the bridge that could look directly into your car. Right. So when it got in. He put me in there, cuffed me up. And I was coming from some big time affair. I had a tuxedo on, me and my wife at the time. He cuffed me in, he sat me in, cuffed me to the bench. It's fucking freezing cold. I called my brother in New York. My brother, you know, he's going to come and tell me that they searched my car and found a hollow point bullet in my car. One bullet. I'm like, are you serious? Fuck. I, this is some exactly, New York laws. This is exactly what I said to him. No, it was in Jersey. They oh, pulled me okay. in Jersey. I said, you're a fucking liar. You are a fucking liar. That was not, I don't even own a fucking weapon, and I didn't. You trying to charge me with a hollow point bullet? I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Wearing a tuxedo. I told him, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're a fucking liar, and I'm gonna fight this shit 
with every single dime I got. And I never got charged for it. Once my brother called over there and they had that conversation, it was like, hey, man, you got to pay this speeding ticket. We are so sorry. We didn't know. Why didn't you say your brother was a law enforcement? I said, I did say that. You ain't going to come to me. But I shouldn't have to say that for you not but to, for you to have, frame me. We have to. Right. We have to say this shit. We have to deal with this shit. Every single That's fucking crazy. day when you get pulled over, you don't know whether or not you're going to make it home. You know what's funny? And nothing's going to be done about it. It'd be different if I got killed and all the police got locked up, but they did the shit to Sean Bell. Yeah. In Queens, coming from his bachelor party, he's supposed to get married the next day. They claim he reached. He never reached. They looked in the car. There was nothing in it. 55 shots. Everybody unloaded on that car, bro. Every single person. Look at the Central Park Five. Yeah. Coerced all of them underage boys into a fucking confession. Donald Trump takes out a full-page ad in the New York Times. Come to find out, when they told y'all I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Right. The only time I've ever cried on a podcast, it was talking to my man um, Raymond from the Central Park Five that said, Ed, I walked across the street into the park, and I ended up doing damn near 10 years in prison for it. I literally walked across the street and said, oh, shit, my friends are in Central Park. Never even got to the point where he met up with his friends and got put in handcuffs and taken down. Wow. And told, I'll let you go home. The other one already told us what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Had his grandmother in there at the time who doesn't even speak English. Didn't bring any interpreter in there. Oh, because somebody. And he's way underage and not 100% mentally developed. Went to trial and got convicted and never saw the woman, never did anything to the woman. That shit don't happen to but, but minorities, man. Yeah. That's it. Why the fuck? Why don't y'all just leave us the fuck alone, bro? You can have Trump. You can have Mitch McConnell. You can have Candace Owens if she wants to live with y'all. Yeah. You can have Omarosa. We need do it. Can we do another uh, another race draft? Remember that? We <laughs> do another race, from the race draft. Show. Yeah, from the Chappelle show. Yeah, do another race. Yeah, let's give him Candace. Yeah, yeah can, with the third yeah. pick, we, yeah. we would like to trade y'all Candace Owens for Eminem. There's a trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a trade on the table. There's a trade on the table. It seems the African Americans are offering Candace Owens, yeah, to the white community for Eminem. For Eminem. Yeah. And a future Negro to be announced, to be announced later. Exactly. <laughs> we'll give you Daniel Cameron. <laughs> and Cameron. Yeah, we'll give you all. And Candace Owens. And Candace Owens. We take. And, and, and we'll y'all give us Eminem. Eminem. Give us Eminem. Yeah, we'll take Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. But we automatically get the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. We, that's automatic. We take all them. Take the, <laughs> yeah. Give us Eminem. Y'all can keep, y'all keep Vanilla Ice. We don't, yeah, we don't, we we don't, don't want, want Vanilla. We don't want him. Matter of fact, y'all got to have OJ, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he goes. That's a separate trade, though. That's a separate trade. <laughs> we had to make that a three-race trade. Yeah, absolutely. We had to make that a three-race trade. <laughs> can we, the Asian, can we, the, can we the, get The uh, African-American community would like to trade, make a trade with the Asian community. We will trade you the RZA for all the lifetime rights to Bruce Lee. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, we would definitely take Bruce Lee. Yeah, we take the lifetime rights to Bruce Lee forever. Yeah, we want everything Bruce Lee, everything. All all of it. Black people love Bruce Lee. We still watch it. I got a whole DVD. Absolutely. Come on, man. You got to be like mad young not to know anything about Bruce Lee, man. You must be like the water. (laughs) <laughs> Bruce Lee was like everything to us, bro. 
He was. Coming up, Bruce Lee was like what we went to the movies to see Bruce Lee more than the white people did. We love Bruce, Bruce Lee so much, we ended up making The Last Dragon. Exactly. <laughs> with Bruce Lee with Roy. Bruce Lee Roy. With Ty Mock. Bruce Lee Roy. Absolutely, man. We I'm going to watch that when I get We can do that. I'm definitely, I'm definitely with that, man. We're going to watch that. We got to watch Bruce Lee. Yeah, we got we to gotta watch I, The Last Dragon. Yeah. I haven't seen that in so long, man. Who's the master? Oh, oh show enough? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm at, I had a show enough Halloween costume one year. It killed everybody. <laughs> I'm about to put that on again this Halloween. Show enough. Who is the master? Taking all your pictures. All of taking, them. I'm taking all of them. Oh I'm going to invite people. I'm just yeah, charging $50 to take a picture with. <laughs> show, love it. Show enough. Show enough. As the last dragon. Yeah. That shit is crazy, bro. I'm telling you. It's something else, man. I just... I, I don't know, man, and I and I hope that we don't get to the point where we're at war as a people with the government, but I don't see how, and this is bringing me back to a point, man, that I want to make that how much John Lewis, Dr. King, Jesse Jackson, Andrew Young, how y'all did not lose your whole ass fucking mind. Oh, man. They had it way worse than we got. I mean, we get the police dogs and hoses and dogs, hoses, people, lynchings all day, people all day, shootings. They shot Mega Evans on his front stoop. Yeah, they did. They beat the shit out of Emmett Till, and then the white lady gonna wait till she damn near down and say he never whistled at me. How is whistling at a white woman should lead to your death? And he didn't do it. Didn't do it. Breonna Taylor ain't do nothing. And Mattel ain't do nothing. Mega Evans ain't do nothing. You want us to, to, to peacefully protest. King did that. Yeah, it didn't it, work. You beat the shit out of him and then you shot him in the throat. Yep. Didn't You're work. that hateful. You're that evil. A man who was just trying to get some equality for his, for his people. Yeah. And you murdered him. This is crazy, man. And they always tell us to go back home like we brought ourselves Oh, here. like we brought ourselves here. Like we brought here. ourselves here. Yeah, you go back to Africa. First of all, we don't even know. Uh, that's we don't know where we're from. We, from we, we have bro. no clue. Because you erased all our culture. You erased our ancestors away from us. No history about any of us before 1619. Right. None. Doesn't and that it, includes our, our Latino brothers and sisters who mm-hmm. came, whose ancestors came over on the same slave ship. That's right. There's no history. There's no history at all before so how 1690. There's no documented history of who this person was. Yeah. My great-grandmother was a slave. Yep. Her name that she knew was a name that was given to her by a slave master. She don't know what her parents' her real name, name was. Correct. was or where her parents came from. We spoke different anything. language before we came over here. She didn't. She was born into slavery. Yeah. She didn't. You weren't allowed to, to speak your native tongue not at all. And, and, and the thing that really amazes me about some people, and that's why I go back to some of the comments that were made by a really, really great producer by the name of Kanye West of him not knowing what he was talking about when he said slavery was a choice. You're acting like those people have the same had the same amount of education that you have now. Correct. They didn't. Yeah. At all. So, first of all, they couldn't read. Weren't allowed to. Wasn't allowed killed, to. Killed for even trying. Get killed for trying. My grandmother used to tell me stories about that. 
Couldn't read. So how you know which way you're going? Her, she got that from her from her grandparents. Right. How how you know what you're doing? How do you even know where you're going if you do decide to run? Yeah. And then you got to play dumb. And for those who could read, they had to play dumb. Yeah. Try to play dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't always welcome in every city in the North. Yeah. Matter of fact, most of the slaves didn't go to the North. They went South they because went. Florida was a free state. Yeah. They went South. Yeah. Do you know how long it takes to drive a car? At at least 80 to 95 miles an hour, because that's what we mostly do from Atlanta, Georgia to New York. At least 12 hours. 12 hours. Anybody that tells you they can do it in less than 12 hours is a liar. I've had many people, 12 hours, man, it will take me about six hours. No, you're not <laughs> driving. Six hours. No, you're not. It takes me six hours to get from Atlanta to New Orleans. Exactly. Okay. And that's so, only 400 miles. Thank you. So going up to New York takes a long time. So what makes you think? That a slave that could not read or write, who had no shoes, was walking from Georgia to, to New York. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. I know a lot of them tried to go west, too. Yeah. A lot of them did try to go west. Yeah. They wasn't going, everybody wasn't going to New York, the promised land. They wasn't. Mm, no. That wasn't happening. All they knew was a life of servitude. Yeah. So please don't ever say that what my... Grand, my great grandmother and my great great grandmother did was a choice. It wasn't. It's no way it was a choice. Somebody need to lock his ass up and 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 show him exactly, put him in shackles, beat his ass, show him what the slaves went through, and then tell me that you have a choice on whether or not you want to do it. When somebody kidnap you, right? And lock and lock you up and force you to do what they want you to do, right? With no food, no water, no clothes. Then like you were, they didn't work eight hours. Lack of everything. Out there working from literally sun up to sundown. Sun up to sundown. That's 18 hours in the summer. Right. In the south. Yeah. It's 18 hours. In the heat. Yes. With no gloves. No shoes. No shoes. Ripped clothes. Ripped no, clothes. No Whatever. hat. No hat. None of that. No. Just with a man on a horse with a shotgun. Maybe a three or four or five of them, depending on how big the plantation was. Yeah. Shotguns and whips. Yeah. You ain't no lunch break. Nah. No, That's how we got the term cracker. Because we didn't know what the man was was doing, we didn't we, we knew what he was doing, right. but we didn't know what he was called. We didn't know we didn't call him the overseer and all that like None you that. see we call on him cracker because we heard he the cracked, sound. That's right, he cracking crack that whip. whip. Here come the cracker. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't because of his skin it would look no, like it had nothing to do with his with his no. skin color. No, it had nothing to do with it. All we knew, uh, 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 there were black overseers. Yes, and they were called and crackers. they were called crackers because they would crack the whip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'd take your ass out and tie your ass to a tree or to the side of the shed or to the barn yep. or whatever and crack that whip on your ass. Whatever color that person was that person working was. for master yeah. or massa, as we used to say, because yep. we couldn't read. Couldn't read, yep. Didn't know anything phonetically about the words we were taught and how we were taught to say the words. Massa hired, and sometimes it was one of your very own people, people doing it, doing it to you. Yep. Yeah, this has been going on for since 1619, and you wonder why we're angry. Stop treating us like we should be grateful to be here because we didn't ask to be here. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Are we angry enough? Sometimes I don't think so. Sometimes I think that the powers that be, the influencers in this country that have more money than they can ever spend, should do more 
to rile us up to a point where we should be super angry because we're dying by the boatloads. And then in the last 10 years, it's just been out of control. Yeah. Out so if we're going to die anyway, we might as well die fighting. Might as well That's die. My, mindset. I, I, my mindset has always been I'd rather die standing than live kneeling. It's always been my mindset. My, our hearts and prayers go out to Breonna Taylor's family. Yeah. It's, this shit is fucked up. And people who are smart people, who are loving people, who are God's people, who have a heart, know that this shit is fucked up. And if you think any other way, shit. If you call yourself a Christian and you don't see a problem, with the things that's going on, you really re- need to rethink your God. Yeah, and, and read. And re- yeah, you need to read and, 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 and know go history. find a black person to talk to. That we're very open to talking to you. We will in the most uncomfortable situations. You need to go find a black person who makes you uncomfortable and go talk to them. If you don't understand, correct. And feel free, you can contact me. You can hit me on Instagram. Yeah. You can hit me at Ed Lover on Instagram, slide in my DMs and say to me, if you really don't understand what like, it's about, say, hey, Ed, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like all lives matter, but all lives can't matter until black lives matter and Asian lives matter and women's lives matter and yeah. Mexicans lives matter and Colombians lives matter and Puerto Rican lives matter. All lives can't matter until those lives matter. And for so many years... As minority in this country, we've been treated like our lives don't matter. Yeah. And all we're asking you is to matter. Look up the word matter in the dictionary. We yeah. just want to matter. We're to not be asking, a part of. That's it. We want our lives to be a part of and meaningful as everyone else's lives. That's it. Yeah. Point blank. I can't say no more. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you, homie. Thank you. As bro. always, we know we usually be drinking and talking yeah. shit, but... With the Breonna Taylor information yeah. coming out, I had to get it. I had yeah. I had to talk about it, man. God bless each and everybody out there, man. Thank you. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next Wednesday, man. It's the Ed Lover Come On Son podcast. Don't forget to stream us on SoundCloud. Stream us. Or I think we're on Spotify. I know we're on Apple Podcasts. Look for Come On Son, the podcast. Y'all keep God first all the time. Until next Wednesday, be well from Live Canvas Studios, y'all. Man, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor and every single other one of us that lost our lives at the hands of the police department. Y'all need some better training. That's all I'm going to say. Peace. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.